You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules information and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. Now, just how cool was that? Good morning, everybody. Hey, hope you're uh, you're having a, a, a great morning. I'll be a little somber, a little sad, if you will. Yeah, you are, by the way, listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI uh, for this uh, Sunday, uh, January 24th of 2021. And from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And out there in Queens, New York, on the very basement floor of the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, We woke up to a very disturbing 23 degrees this morning, and I got to say, we don't like it. We don't like it. Uh, this whole winter thing, it's been a two-year experiment, and uh, I'm over it. I'm over it. And and oh. that, we're going to leave that there for now, and uh, I'll say this. Welcome to Old Dead Guy Week. Oh, that was harsh. You know, I that popped in my head about five minutes ago, and I said, I shouldn't say that. But we, we lost... Cards and letters. We, we lost the great man this week in uh, Hammer and Hank Aaron. Uh, we also lost Larry King. Which we'll talk about. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not a. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, you're right. We did le- lose a great man in uh, Hank Aaron. Absolutely. Um, you know, you can't you can't forget that. There's well, first off, you know, no slight on Barry Bonds. Well, yeah, a little slight on Barry Bonds. Uh, there are a lot of people that still think that Aaron. Um, is indeed the legitimate home run king, you know. And all you have to do is look pa- uh, is look to the point that uh, 
Barry Bonds statistically is the home run king, and he's still not in the Hall of Fame. Well, also, yeah. also Henry Aaron did it in an era where, remember, he he got death threats the closer he got oh, of course. to breaking the Babe's record. Um, you know, he did it in a time where when he broke into the major leagues with the Milwaukee Braves, it had only been seven years after Jackie Robinson had broken the color line. So, I mean, you think the racists are out there now. Oi, oi. Uh, back in the day, it was it was a whole lot different. Plus, he's playing in Atlanta after fran- the franchise moved, excuse me, relocated from Milwaukee to Atlanta in 67, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. So he had a he had a lot lot more of that kind of pressure than Bonds or certainly Mark McGuire uh, ever, ever did. And I can remember I was watching the game like everybody was watching that game because it had been a little bit of a disappointment because the season before I think he came up one short. He was tied at the end of the seventy three, or it was just one or two. It it, it was it was one or maybe two home runs. He was shy uh, as we uh, ended the 73 season. And boy, oh boy, they were covering him. Uh, every time he got to bat, uh, the, the, the TV stations broke in. It was fantastic. I was 14, 15 years old at the time. And uh, Mike Marshall of the Dodgers, he, he threw the pitch. He threw the pitch. Well, and, and it's funny because Ed and I were talking off air about this. I had long since uh, forgotten if I even really knew who the pitcher, who, who, who the Braves were even playing at the time when he, uh, when he hit that home run and uh, all you'd have to do. Oh, wait a minute. That was Vince Scully. This wasn't a national broadcast. It was so... actually, it was a national broadcast. Oh, it was. It okay, was. So oh, it's sure. very, it very much was, uh, the, you, oh, you, okay. Uh, pretty much every any step he took, you know, especially at the start of the '74 season, because again he was only one or two home runs, maybe three uh-huh. at, at the most, away from tying and breaking the record. So well, they, no, but the game, the game wasn't. This isn't like it was game of the week or or any of the because it was a night game for one thing. They didn't play much night. Uh, oh, they played a lot of night games in the '70s. Oh, yeah. Well, they, no, what I mean is they didn't televise a lot of night games. It was national. It was nationally televised Nationals. because I was watching it in New York. Okay. All right, and uh, the the point is, he did it, it and it was fantastic, and uh, you know, and and rest in uh, rest in power there. Well, Mister Aaron. And- and we we talk about his um, his accomplishments, of course, on the baseball field. Not not to mention the fact that he was, you know, it isn't the, that he just hit uh, hit for power. He hit for average. He just uh, he, he just was, hit him real hard. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there you there you go. There you go. I was watching the the MLB Network yesterday and watching the seventy one All Star game. What a what a year for an all-star game, by the way. Mm. Uh, when you figure that you had Clemente, you had Aaron, uh, you had um, Bobby Bonds. Yeah. And Bobby Bonds was, you know, just, you know, he was, wasn't all that highly regarded at the time. 
Uh, you had um, Killebrew, Carew. Was uh, is Johnny Bench on that game? I'm sure he Johnny, was. Johnny Bench was on the was on the National League team. Yes, absolutely. Oh. So, no Pete Rose though that I saw. Hmm. But then Pete Rose didn't Pete Rose come on come along a couple of years uh, later in the. I I don't uh, actually know what year he started, so I I won't commit to that. I, I think, I think that might have been closer to 75 or 76. Somebody that's listening can always call us at uh, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. And uh, not, not that I, I really care all that much, but... Uh, you care. You, Great. you care. So here's a story that uh, wait, wait, was... Wait, 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 wait. Tap the brakes, son. It's it has to do with Hank Aaron. Take oh, a pill. oh, okay, okay. I I'm I'm sitting here with with with, with a hot hand on the uh, stock ticker here. So I'm well. With, I just I just this was a, I figured this was a good time to put this out. Oh, by all means, then by all means. Okay, well, now this is from Fox News, so you can take it from uh, what you uh, what you will there, but uh, because. Uh, uh, Aaron was known as Hammer and Hank mm-hmm. when he was hitting dingers during his illustrious career. Fans began to call on the Braves to change their name to the Hammers. To the Hammers. I don't like it. You don't? No. Why? Why? I, I don't know. It sounds like a minor league team. I appreciate the sentiment. I, I certainly do. But I, I read that story. Uh, I, I've seen it a few times over the past few days, and, and me personally, I I just don't. It, it just doesn't sound like a a, a a good name for a major league team. And again, I appreciate the sentiment. I think the sentiment is fantastic. Well, just the spiders. I mean, they're they're talking about the you know renaming Cleveland. Uh, that's another renaming the Indians. That, that, know, that that's another. That's another kettle of fish that we're not going to talk about yeah. now. Not not before what I. Are, what are the, you know, what are they going to re- eventually rename the Washington Football Team again? Now, nobody is ever going to like that change. This whatever it changed to. This is a discussion we will have once we officially start the show. What do you mean when we officially start the show? We've been officially started for the last ten minutes, Jack. Well, yeah, but we haven't done the stock market report yet. My goodness, you're getting... Oliver, your twin brother uh, is here. I'm talking to here. <laughs> From the Radio TFI Market Watch, this is your uh, Market Watch. I gotta write this down. Uber closed the week at $54.31, down $1.21 from last week. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at $47.81 down seven cents from last week this has been your market watch update i gotta write that down do you do you you feel do you feel better i feel vindicated well i'm i'm I'm, i i I can't tell you how happy i am for you at this particular moment and and you know it's all about keeping you happy right it's all doing well If you're happy, I'm happy. You know, you know that goes. We're gonna. I, I want to put Bernie up here for a little bit. Our 
This was our promo this week. If you're watching across the uh, video streaming network, and, and for those of you on the Redidio or listen to the podcast, our promo this week, and you can go to the to Twitter and, and find us. We put this out a couple of times. Uh, Bernie was, of course, Bernie was the star of the promo this week. Bernie, Bernie was the star everywhere. Uh, we've got him and his mittens uh, prominent. Young Mr. Shannon here discovered a website, and lo and behold, I get I get a tweet that's got Bernie parked literally in front of the uh, in, in 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 front of my house here. What was scary was the fact that John was able to do that because I was not aware that he had that kind of talent. Uh, it turns out he doesn't. He went to a website and uh, punched, punched in my address. But That's see, all you got to do. See, I had to take the picture and cut it and make sure I got all the background out, had to do it meticulously, meticulously. But it's been fun. Everybody has seen these memes with Bernie Sanders, and it's been hilarious. I, I've never seen something that's that that's more that fits into more situations. So my current favorite is the one I saw yes last night with him on a fighter jet. <laughs> I mean, there's just all sorts of them out there. It's and he was a good sport about it. I saw him on a late night with Seth Meyers the other night. And, and, you know, he said the story of the mittens, they're made by a uh, teacher in Vermont who sent them to him. And now she's been overwhelmed with requests for the mittens. And she's basically said, hey, look, I got a job. I got kids to deal with. I don't have time for, you know, time for this. (laughs) I don't have time to be making mittens for everybody. She did it nice for for Bernie and Bernie says they're very warm. So, so that yeah, so, so they look warm. Exactly, they do look warm. Well, you live in Vermont at this time of year. My goodness gracious, Murray. Uh, so, where are we, buddy? All I, all, all I know is that Bernie's been stalking us. He was out in front of the Northern Command Studio too. So yeah, I wish I had the pictures. Of that. I wish I had the pictures of that. I don't. It's. Uh, so, kind of my baby bad. Oliver scared him away, though, to tell you the truth. Well, but, uh, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Yeah, and and it's funny he he showed up here just at that little sliver of time that the construction crew wasn't here. Just well, I'll be damned. Well, I mean, we've got all these massive renovations going on at the station, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But you know, he just right in that little sliver of time. And by the way, that is not my car parked in front of my my abode. So. If anybody's wondering, no. Okay. It's not me. So now we were doing the stock report, so I think it's it's uh, only fitting that we maybe squeeze in a couple of uh, uh, a couple of stories here. By all means, most of this is coming from uh, across the pond. Uh, one in particular where um, where it's reported that London cabbies are planning to sue Uber uh, for damages. Now, this type of thing hasn't exactly, uh, you know, Uber's been been found ways to weasel out of things like this. So we'll have to go, we'll have to uh, see going forward what this is going to, uh, what's going to happen. The planned group uh, legal action could have successful hit Uber with a bill for millions of pounds. Uh, The action part of an 
planned anti-Uber campaign with or by black uh, cab drivers this uh, year claims it didn't follow private hire rules between 2012 and, and 2018. Well, everybody knows that. There's the understatement. Yeah, exactly. Uber said it operates lawfully in London, and these allegations are completely unfounded. Hang on one second, John. It goes something like this. Clutch the pearls and say, well, I never. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's what Uber is saying. I got a case of the vapors just from you. Those are some strong accusations, sir. The group action, which will be launched by law firm Maishande Rea, good luck with that, will allege that for six years Uber operated unlawfully in London. Taxi rules in London mean that people have to contact a centralized office for minicabs, whereas they can hail a black cab on the street. Well, you know what the okay i'm not going to go any further into this but you know what the what the defense is going to be well they are independent contractors contacting yeah they but they customers are uh calling a central location now, i'm not trying to make excuses for uber but that's you know that's what the app is it's a centralized location look it it, it has been proven over and over and over again Every time Uber this fights and fights and fights and gets things done their way, they then almost immediately turn around and break the break the very laws that they fought to get. They don't want to follow anything, okay? They don't want to follow anything. And they're going to make up every excuse in the world. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Take the money they've spent on legal fees over low these many years, and they could have operated a very nice uh, business. Yeah, I, yeah, I, exactly. I mean, I, of all people, I'm not going to sit here and say that the taxi cab industry did not need to be a kick in the pants. Said it before, I've been saying it for years, I'll keep saying it. And with, with that kind of uh, venture capital, holy smokes, the things I could have done. The things I could have sure. done just to, uh, you know, straighten that train out and, and get it running on more modern tracks. But, but this coming in and I, I mean, look, we, we've talked about this a gazillion times, maybe not lately, but you know, nobody's, you know, just a few of the top people are making money here. Everybody else is, is sucking wind now during the pandemic. I caramba. Hmm. Meanwhile, in Australia, an Uber driver is jailed for seven years for sexually assaulting his teenage passenger on mm. the uh, back seat of his car mm. in a cold, calculated attack after being found not guilty of three other rape charges kept secret from the jury. So, yeah. Now, excuse me, this actually may be New Zealand. Uh, uh, now that I think about it, it's from the Daily Mail Australia, but this I think this is actually New Zealand, but it doesn't matter. It is still it, it is still the culture after all this time. It is still the Uber culture. Uh, it's getting to the point where, you know, there's only so many hours uh, in a newscast, even though we do have 24-hour news totally available for us here. But yet uh, these things kind of uh, manage to slip under the rug. 
Well, and, and and again, uh, Paul, the big number one part of that is fingerprinting. This is actually checking your drivers. Uh, most, the overwhelming majority of legitimate taxi operations in the world, and I'm sure there are exceptions. So you know, save your cards and letters for when John says something mean about me. Uh, but in this day and age. Drivers get fingerprinted, their background check, real background checks, not this half-assed Google search that Uber and Lyft do. Uh, so, at, at the very least, when you do the background check, when you do the fingerprints, you know who's behind the wheel. Will it necessarily prevent anything bad from happening? Of course not. Of course not. I, I mean, people can, you know... Just because you tested negative for COVID doesn't mean you won't get it the next day. Yeah, you have, you're absolutely right. But you, but you minimize the opportunities for this to happen, and you create a situation where people have had to gone, go through a process, a, a sometimes a long and tedious process, to be able to do the job. And. And, and again, at the very bottom line, you know who they are. You have their fingerprints. You have uh, bona fide information on them. So that, sadly, when these things do happen, and let's face it, they happen in taxis as well. Okay? They do it. They happen in limos and, and town cars, and it happens all over. All over. Drivers are idiots, no matter what, what flavor they're driving. And... But this is why kids and kittens. And, you know, now we're, how many years are we into this now? And people are still acting like this is, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's an app. We have apps literally for everything. Soon you'll have, you'll have a, well, I hate to break this to the people listening on our app right now, but this will be the last time you can listen on the Radio TFI app. But that's another, we have an app. It ain't, it ain't rocket science no more. It ain't rocket science. So. Ooh, Let me ooh. break away from this real uh, real quick here to uh, sure. say hi to Athen and say hi to Shaletta. Uh Athen is uh, telling us that in essence the uh, the lawsuit that they're doing in uh, in London is uh, very similar to the one billion dollar class action that's happening down in Australia. One billion dollars. One billion dollars. Exactly. Billion with a B. Yeah. B with yeah, billion with a B. Yes, as, exactly. Yeah, well, that that's good. I I mean, again, I go back to look at what they've spent in legal fees. My goodness, my goodness, uh, what we could have done to turn the entire industry around over the over the years. And again, you look at the pain and the heartache. Go back a year pre-COVID. By the way, we still play weekly on this station, once a week, the letter from uh, Doug Schiffler, the letter that he posted on Facebook before he uh, took his own life in front of City Hall here in New York City some years ago because uh, because of uh, the, the dramatic effect. He lost it all. He lost everything. Uh, and he was just one of he was the first of nine that year in 2018 to take his own life. 
not to mention just i mean if you're looking at watching this on video here's two guys that were adversely affected by it, it you know Absolutely. thousands thousands millions of people have uh have been adversely affected by this and again this is pre-pandemic let's you know we won't mm -hmm. even get into that uh let me uh Oh, I was just going to tell you, speaking speaking of Uber, guess who's going to be seeking re-election this year? Why well, do tell? Why, it is the Minneapolis ambassador to Uber himself, Jacob Fry. Oh, and your pal, your buddy. Yeah, he, he is, uh, yeah, he's running again. Uh, I don't know. I, I could be a little jaded. I don't think it. You know, even you know now that he's been four years into his term as uh, as mayor, a little under four years into his term, um, uh, he hasn't done a horrible job. But it isn't exactly like he's you know tearing it up and really representing the city in the way that I I believe it should be uh, represented represented. But uh, John Shannon for mayor. Uh, yeah, well, like I, I like I said, I I don't have I don't have a dog in this fight because I don't live in Minneapolis. Mm. I, I I do not live within the city limits of Minneapolis, but I would. Uh, we have a huge uh, Somali community here that was probably hit hardest by the fact of what happened in the Minneapolis uh, taxi industry, and uh, hell. I'd encourage them to, I would encourage that community. Hey, John, to, you make it sound uh, like you weren't affected by it, or I wasn't affected by it. And the only thing, yes, yes, I was definitely affected by it, and the whole thing was totally, totally affected me a whole lot different than it affected other drivers, just because there were other drivers that were used to doing things a certain way. I was able to adapt and it wasn't until COVID hit that I started struggling. And, um, but that's just because, and then that's also experience. I decided, you know, I decided I would roll. Well, you know, okay. So now we're more of a transportation company as opposed to a taxi company. We still take taxi fares. We still take people that, uh, that call us for service all the time. Um, still turn when they get in the car, we still turn on the meter. Uh, and, but we're, we're not advertised. We're not putting ourselves out as a taxi company anymore. You know, Hey, I, we're, we're no, in this instance, we're no different than Uber. I get my, I get my uh, orders. I receive my next call via, via tablet. And people can use, we have an app, but we have other means to which to contact. You use the phone, you could use automatic, you could send a text message. Uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of different automated options that customers for our company, and plus, and the other companies here in the Twin Cities can can use for people if yeah, they but, wish to get But John, those are, those are just alternate ways of doing the same thing, requesting a right. taxi. And also right. dispatching a taxi. As I've said, right. again, many, many times, the app, it's wonderful. It's great. All it is is dispatching a cab. It's no different, essentially, 
than me getting on a radio car car on the uh the, the mall car on here car there go pick up mrs mcgillicuddy at, at uh at the grocery store whether you like it or not and uh that's, do you miss that, by the way? Do oh, you miss voices? incredibly. And it's one of the things that I've, I've, again, I've said it before. And I've said it to her, to her ear. I love the fact that Beck Taxi in Toronto, Christine Harvard, Queen of All Hacks, uh, that even though they use a computer dispatch system, they stay in touch with their drivers via two-way radio. You never have the feeling of being totally alone out there i always enjoyed having the dispatcher even though it was only for the first three or four years i was in the business but i i i quickly learned to know that no matter where i was i help or information or whatever was just just a click away just a click away and uh Plus, you had somebody experienced on the other side. It was somebody who knew the business. Uh, and, and yes, yes, I miss that. I'm not opposed to a computer dispatcher and that, but good gosh, people, you know, you got to have, Beck does it right. And if I could ever get over my extreme uh, prejudice towards cold weather and, and deep, deep snow, I would I would consider Beck Taxi. And uh, as wonderful of an operation that Christine and her family run up there. Ain't no way. I'm, I'm not going any further than where I am right now. Sorry. See ya. <laughs> yeah, but Toronto's a beautiful city in the spring, in the uh, spring and summer months. So yeah, but you know what? I would have to survive. And uh, I told you, and, me shovels. Really? What? Did you just tell me to? Did you just tell me to shut up? No. Oh, it's not. It's not like said. Will, no. you, will you shut up? No, no. It's, I was going to say. Are, are you kidding me? I barely, I barely survived an eight-inch snowstorm here. They would have found my carcass out in the middle of the street, frozen. How do you think I'm going to do in Toronto? And by the way, if I was going to tell you to shut up, I would just tell you to shut up. I wouldn't hide it. That's. Uh... <laughs> It did. I, I'm sorry. We might have to re-roll the tape. Re-roll it sounded the... like we said, like right. you said, will Jeff, you shut up? If if it makes you feel any better, will you shut up, man? There, there we go. <laughs> you feel better. You. Now, we, yeah. now it's out there. There's no, there's no, uh, there's an interesting you story. Know, go ahead. Just, just a second. I, well, while we're on this, the subject uh, of, of Beck, and by the way, I, I love the little thread that we, uh, got into here about uh, dis about voice dispatching and what have you and 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 somebody uh who was it that somebody liked Beck, the way that Beck Taxi did things and and what have you and we were talking about uh, unfair dispatching and oh well that that started well let's let start it off right that started off with the story that actually came out some months ago but it's reared its ugly head again Lyft is offering its drivers the opportunity yeah, for priority for priority call assignments, but to get the priority, you have to give up ten percent. Now, Christina put that out there, and I said, "Well, this is no different than paying off a dispatcher." You go in the office, hey, uh, hey, Marty, here, here, you know, take care of me for the day. You slip him ten or twenty bucks, and what do you know? Every time he, you're the only voice he hears every time the radio. 
He every time he's looking for a cab. It's shocking. It's amazing. And and we kind we kind of got in, into it. So go ahead, John. I'll. Uh... Oh, so yeah. Given that, well, I said that. Uh, well, you know, geez, back in back in my early days, all you had to do was uh, just go get the dispatcher high. Uh, go 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 smoke a blunt there with the uh, with the dispatcher and uh, and it'd be taken care of, no problem. Except there's only one problem. You were the dispatcher. I was the dispatcher today. <laughs> We we used to refer to we used to refer to we used to refer to it as the drive up window. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean that's now, now you stop and think about it. What what the Lyft drivers are getting here here here's this other thing where volume makes up for low prices. Okay, so now what they're doing, my understanding is, sure they're going to give you priority over these calls. But now that means the customer is waiting longer. That means you're driving further for every stinking three dollar ride, and you're not going to make any more. Ten percent? I got to give up ten percent of nothing? Come on, please. I, I mean, when are people going to wake up and realize this? You know that the, these are scams. These are the the whole thing is a scam. Uh, you got anything more on that, or Christine? Uh. Well, there is something, and I really like to collect. I, I, we won't get into it this week, but I really think that we owe it, uh, barring any major headline stories here. I, I think that we really need to uh, look at this whole thing of what the city of Toronto is doing to. Uh, you're you're right, and I I want to apologize because I meant to put this thread together, and I just got backed up yesterday. Uh, Christine Hubbard has a whole thread on what's going on in the city of Toronto. And it is just, it is just disgraceful, disgraceful the way that they're, they're treating their drivers and their permit owners. And, uh, with absolutely no, if you don't follow Christine Hubbard on Twitter, I f highly recommend you do at Christine Hubbard. Tell her, Ed and John sent you. And, uh, and by the way, that's K R. I S T I N E. That's how it's that was how it is spelled. Just I'm gonna, for I'm going to start a petition to get her to change it to Queen of All Hacks. I, has that the is that the first time she's ever heard you mention her as such? Because she seemed to no. get a little bit of a... no. I've said that to her when she's called in. Oh, because she sent a little blushing emoji when. Uh... <laughs> We, we we think the world of Christine here. There's and that that is said with 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 admiration, and uh, just just we, we 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 just dig the way you operate up there in the cold cold snowy north, and uh, I, I I would I bow to our queen, if I need so if we need somebody to run the entire industry globally, it is Christine Hubbard who I believe should take the reins. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind. Get an argument out of uh, get an argument out of me. Now, there's a there's a case going on in uh, Massachusetts where the, the High Court of the Land has rejected Uber's efforts to force a blind man's discrimination claims to be settled in arbitration. The court raised the bar for technology companies trying to impose one-sided terms of service on users without providing clear notice that they were doing so. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris, Christopher Condor signed up for an Uber account several years ago and had to fill out three screens of information 
Uh, the third screen was titled Link Payment and offered users various ways to pay for Uber rides. Uh, below these options was a message that stated by creating an Uber account, you agree to the terms and conditions and privacy policy. At no point was Condos required to click an I agree button. Three Uber drivers refers, refer, refused him service because he was accompanied by a guide dog. There's a whole nother kettle of fish. Uh, he sued Uber for illegal discrimination. The arbitrator then ruled against Condors, finding that the drivers are independent contractors and Uber isn't responsible for their actions. Now, now that's... Uh, uh, his lawyers argued that he had never agreed to arbitration in the first place. Uh, the court accepted his argument that merely mentioning terms and conditions on a registration page wasn't sufficient to create a binding contract between Condors, Cowders, excuse me, and Uber. Uber's terms and conditions do not constitute a contract with the plaintiffs, the high court wrote. Uh, let's see. The broader impact of the ruling is to put companies on notice that they can't bind users to restrictive terms merely by linking to those terms somewhere in a site or app's registration process. In order to create a legally binding contract, a tech company has actually has to actually put the terms in front of the user and get them to affirmatively agree to them. Uh, the coin points out, though, that when it's signing up new drivers, Uber takes a different approach. Before drivers can register, they are required to push a button marked, Yes, I agree, not once, but twice. As Uber is undoubtedly aware, most of those registering via mobile applications do not read the terms of use or terms of service included with the applications and is anybody uh well that's look i've i, I mentioned it last week uh, don't be surprised one day i won't be surprised if apple shows up at my door and says by the way you agreed to give us all of your left shoes i did not yeah it's right here in this all the terms of agreement that you just flew right on by all right take my left shoes i agreed to it I'm not happy about it, and now I gotta hop everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, I've all and, and this is probably gonna—I'm uh, gonna attract cards and letters with this myself. But look, I myself don't, uh, and I'm not gonna get into the whole guide dog or the whole service animal discussion right now. Now is not the time. Thank you. As somebody that I don't have a I don't have a problem with dogs whatsoever. But is there still a case to be made for people that have legitimate issues, allergies? Uh, you know, well, in my opinion, legitimate. You, you draw the line there at, at allergies. You know, some people would say maybe for religious reasons. Uh, I'd. Uh, I, I still say, I still say it's a bunch of bunk because it, I've seen this happen before. Uh, it, it depends if it's a five dollar ride. I know I'm allergic to dogs. Da yada whatever. If, um, if the guy's going across town for a fifty dollar ride, the driver will serve him a bowl of kibbles. That's right. Uh, so I, I, it's it's very highly abused. But I would always thought in the era of technology. 
that if a um, a driver for whatever had legitimate reasons for not being able to to have a dog in their vehicle there should be something in there where and then it would be on the passenger as well when they're calling or using an app for whatever to be for the for the passenger to click yes i have a guide dog with me cuz there are plenty of people hell that's just more business for me, the way I look at it. Right. Because I'll, I'll, I'll run those folks and their guide dogs all over the place. Right. Why cause Why cause the grief for the driver who is the legitimately allergic? I, I don't disagree with that. And I've, I've always felt that somebody that is legitimately allergic to dander and pet hair and whatnot... Uh, Look, I feel everybody should have to notify a transportation outfit. Yes, I'm bringing an animal with me. Just just that. Yes. Just an animal. Whether it's a guide dog, what does not matter. And it shouldn't matter. We stop it well, and... Even in the, no, let me finish. Even that. in the case, say if they're... Well, I just you know wanted to give the for instance here. I agree with you. Even if they're taking their cat to the veterinarian doesn't in a matter. cage. Just, I exactly. don't... Then you have drivers who can say, look, for this reason, I can't pick up animals. And then they are forever not even in the conversation for that, for right. those rides. That, but you can never, it doesn't matter if it's a $2 ride or a $200 ride. You're cutting yourself out of it. Exactly. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I, now, I happen to believe a lot of drivers over, you know, just go too nutty over this. Now, I will say this, me personally, I, 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 as a rule, I don't have a problem with dogs and uh, with dogs in the car. I have a problem with cats who are not caged because they can go batty. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, and yeah. any, anything else, but for the most part, I, I'm. What bothers me more than anything else is as soon as you pull up to somebody and the first word out of their mouth is, this is my service animal. Well, A, I didn't ask, and B, uh, that's a parakeet. And service animals aren't covered. Guide dogs are. And pony, uh, small horses. That's it. That's all that's covered by the ADA. We said we weren't going to. Well, you you cracked that door open. But again, and, and people have to understand this. Small horses and dogs are only thing covered by the ADA. The only things. So when you bring your chickens on board, yeah. uh, I just, I just, I, I, but by, go ahead. Oh, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. You can always uh, weigh in here into the conversation if you. Uh, so choose. We got about uh, a little more than 15 minutes to go before the top of the hour break. I do want to make sure that we get to this here after uh, after the picks, which shouldn't take too long uh, tonight or today. But um, I've got some shocking uh, breaking news. Oh, you? Oh, no. That's this scary. is this is. I just I just opened up my browser and uh, went on the Twitter and. Uh, from the Queen of All Hacks, she's gone three weeks without a drink. Good for you, dear. <laughs> here's her here's her tweet. 
Three weeks without a drink. Mostly to make sure I was able to make that decision by myself. Feels good. Lost a few pounds. Like it will last only another week, but I recommend you give it a try if you feel like it. Hashtag reset. Christine, I don't understand how you can stay sober. <laughs> with, the, with what you have to deal with up there with the Toronto City Council. But 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 good for you, girl. Good for you. <laughs> oh, exactly. So what else do we want to talk about, John? You got anything else? Well, well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I got enough time to let me let me get this squeezed in here now, and then we can. Um, so I had one particular story that caught my eye here, and it was actually uh, brought to uh, brought to my attention here by the lovely and talented Miss Shaletta Brundage. I've heard of her. Uh, referring, yeah, you've, you've you've heard of her. Yes, um, doesn't she? Doesn't she have those Brundage kids? Yeah, those Brundage babies. Brundage babies. Which, by the way, she has a daughter that I'm going to make. Once we get done with the COVID, I'm going to uh, make an effort to inter- introduce uh, her daughter to baby Oliver. Okay. Just just because baby Oliver, you know, he's already a successful young man. Yes, and, he uh, is. Yes, he is. You know, and I think, I think they would make a dreamy couple here. Hi, caramba. Moving on. <laughs> so... The Proud Boys. You've heard of those, them guys, right? Oh, man. What are they so proud of, by the way? Yeah, well, that's that. There, there is a million-dollar question in itself. Uh, they have paid their respects to the woman killed by police during the insurrection at the Capitol while claiming she was murdered by age, agents of the system and not a criminal like George Floyd. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Posting uh, a po- posting a mess on uh, messaging service Telegram. The far right uh, group paid tribute to QAnon supporter Ashley Babbitt more than two weeks after the attack in Washington D.C., which left four other people, including a police officer, dead. Babbitt, thirty-five, who was shot by U.S. Capitol Police as the violent mob of Donald Trump supporters far-right extremists and radical conspiracy theorists stormed the building in an attempt to overthrow the government. Proud Boys, who frequently deny that they are white supremacists, also suggest that Babbitt did not commit any crime while taking part in the siege. In comparison to Floyd, the Minneapolis man whose death at the hands of police last May sparked worldwide uh, Black Lives Matter protests. They, I can only read what they put in front of me here. Oh, me, uh, me, me. Oh, 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 me. Can I call on me, please? Call on me. Okay, there, uh, Horshack. Okay. Oh, oh, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. So let's see. George Floyd was sitting in his car, accused of using a uh, counterfeit twenty-dollar bill. We all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ashley Babbitt violated, I can only imagine the list of uh, charges. Federal laws. Federal, yeah, federal laws, laws that she broke right up until the point of her, just before she tried to climb through that glass. That's just up till there. You're at, you're at a door. They clearly, they don't want you to go through. It is locked. It is blockade, blockaded. 
There are people pointing guns at you, telling you not to come through. You go through a window that is broken, and then you attempt to breach further in. And I'm sorry, look, I'm not happy that the young lady was killed or anybody died that day. But come on. You're shocked? People are shocked? They're running around. Now, I guess we're doing this now. As more and more videotape comes out, and by the way, this is not a horrible thing that this impeachment thing is being delayed by a couple of weeks because that's just more and more and more is going to pile on. They're clearly more organized than anybody at first suspected. They're running around the halls yelling, Hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence. Where's Nancy? They. Uh, look, there are a lot of people there who are just nitwits who once they got inside didn't know what they were doing. But there were clearly, clearly people there on a mission. On a mission. Uh, Meanwhile, George Floyd, who uh, was just sitting in his car, there are still, believe it, I, I don't know one way or another on this, there are still some talk that the $20 bill that uh, George Floyd uh, passed was a real $20 bill. I, I don't know that one way or another. The fact of the matter is that I can tell you more than one time where I have accidentally passed a fake $20 uh-huh. bill. I've got it. I've turned around. I've had to play the fool a couple of times and, you know, here, well, here's a 20. Well, okay, here's your here's $10 change. for change. You know, okay, and not really looked at, put it away. And then when I go into the store, I go to break the bill and, uh, Oh, wait a minute. This is fake. I, I sure as hell didn't have cops jumping on uh, jumping on my back. Yeah, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Uh, drivers would come in and pay me uh, for the rent on their cabs every Monday. And every now and again, a phony bill, a phony 20 would make its way through. The most common counterfeited bill is the $20 bill. Right. So what I would do is I would then call the sheriff's department. And I would hand over the bill. Uh-huh. It is counterfeit. I've got, there's nothing I can do with it. Uh, they come over, ask me a couple of questions, you know, get my information. I'm turning it over because that's what I do. I, you know, I don't want this bill in circulation anymore. And maybe, maybe this will be a link to find out who's ever doing it. Uh, that's actually the law. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. It, that's, I've heard that. It is turn it over. And yet, amazingly, spoiler alert, I never got killed doing it. Well, or nor did the driver that gave you the fake 20, or nor did that passenger that gave the driver. Well, I wouldn't go that far either. (laughs) Yeah, okay. The funny funny thing was, for the first couple of years, of course, I would just collect all the money, and uh, we dealt with a lot of cash, and I'd be counting it up. uh, So you never knew who it came from. And then I started just checking when they gave me stacks of 20s. Uh, and twice, I had to hand bills back to guys. Oh, but Ed, I didn't know. Oh, that may be. I don't doubt that for a second that you didn't know. I mean, I'm going to accept it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But again, again, you didn't have the police coming and kneeling on somebody's neck. No. Because of it. No, but... Oh, and, uh, oh wait a minute. Spoiler alert. We were white, so... Yeah. Oh well, there, there, there lies the problem. Mm. Uh, 
you know, it's it, it, it's so sad that we've got these people and this. What, weren't you going to quote Shaletta on something on this, or was it the? the well, Shaletta is the one who brought who brought this to my attention. As ah. a matter of fact, when she posted it on Facebook, she said she's basically going to leave this right here because you Facebook. could tell just by the way she made that post because Shaletta is very articulate when she posts something on Facebook and Twitter for that matter. She goes into detail. She uses all the characters aloud. I I love when people do that. I'm just going to leave this right here. I really do get a kick out of it. Because that, right. mean, that means here's something so vile, so blatantly obvious, so are you effing kidding me? I'm going to just leave it right there and you can you can percolate over well, I, I specifically told her that, uh, that uh, don't worry, we got this. Uh, I, I think that this is something that it, it should expose these these people that are called the Proud Boys, which, by the way, let's see, do I have time? Yeah, I have a little bit of time. time. These whole, these whole, this whole group of individuals here who uh, are were all hell-bent and fired up about, about Trump and how we, we were going to keep Trump in power and yada, yada, yada. Well, they're they're a little they're a little disillusioned now. So, hey John, hey John, hold wait. on. Just a little, just a little. I went too far down the rabbit hole. Now I'm back out again. And if nothing happens on the twentieth, how many of you are going to feel stupid as hell? I can't do it anymore. And who the fuck is Q? Who is it? Who is this person? Because none of it has come true. And uh, I was just thinking, like, what if this person knows that none of this stuff is true and they're just messing with people, like getting inside their heads? I thought something would happen today in Trump's speech. Nothing. I just I, I had to when when Ed told me he had that particular uh, clip there. That is, by the way, on the uh, RadioTFI.com website, uh, along with a lot of other good material there that we just don't have a chance to actually put out here on the air. By the way, it looks like we got a little something something here from uh, our buddy Ken Coons. No. Uh, oh yes. Yes, he says police wrongs do not cancel out or give legitimate uh, give it a legitimate excuse to riot. Hmm, let's see, was there a legitimate excuse to riot on uh, on the sixth uh, on, on January sixth? Was there a legitimate reason to riot then? Tell me. Come on, Ken. oh don't 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 get me started on that. Oh my God! Do am I am I happy with the fact that in back uh, through the um, through uh, May and June, what happened after? Uh, uh, Ken responds with no. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad that we're at least on the Can same wait, page. Ken is listening. Hi, yes, Ken. Yes. Hi, Ken. Welcome, welcome to the show. I'm glad I am glad you're listening. Welcome. I, I really, yeah, and thank you for your input. We appreciate it. Uh, I, I I will say I will say this that if anybody thinks that I approve for of one moment for one moment that 
what happened in Minneapolis and what happened across the uh, the country in different spots. Do I do I agree? Do I think that that we should that this the writing that was going on? I'm not talking about the protesting. I'm talking about stores being uh, looted and burned. Do I approve of that? Absolutely not. There is no reason why that this should have been happening. And I understand when people are upset. I understand when the Trump voters are upset. Protest, march down, you know, march down to the to the Capitol, but stay within the boundaries of which are are put out there for you, so you don't get into a into something that was a lot more than just a just a simple protest. Uh, this, uh, yeah. So you're right. The two wrong, but two wrongs don't make a right. You know, uh, th- it was very wrong for the protesters, and I still don't say. I still say they're not protesters. I still think that there were that there were antagonists in that. You know, everybody's going to say that. You know, I could tell. You know, I could sit here and tell you that that QAnon was part of the uh, May riots, June riots. And everybody on the right could say, well, you know, there were uh, uh, Antifa that was involved. I don't buy any. To to tell you the truth, I really don't buy a whole lot of it. Maybe one or two people here and there. But the fact of the matter is is that it, it should not have happened. It should not have happened this summer. And it definitely should not have happened on... Uh, on the 6th of January as well. Let me say this, John. Uh, you're right, Ken. Two wrongs don't make a right. However, three lefts do. Oh, my God. Do you see, do you see, do you people see what I have to deal with on a <laughs> on a daily, especially weekly basis? One minute. Oh, that's all we got is one. Yeah, exactly. I tell you, no, I and this whole BS though about that somehow uh, Ashley's uh, uh, that that was that was that was a tragedy. It was a tragedy. Nobody should sure have had is. to die. No, there was no reason nobody, for it. Yeah, nobody should have had to die. But all I'm telling you is that there is a big difference between somebody that's being part of an insurrection and, and violating federal law uh, and putting other people in danger is a whole lot different than some some poor black guy who may or may not have intentionally passed a a fake $20 bill. I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I, I just don't, I, I it, it's a shame that it's a shame that Ashley died. I think it's a tragedy that George Floyd died and there was no reason for it. All right. We're going to, we're going to take the break here at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll be back with more stuff. Oh, 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 oh,
you found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing a behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you. Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um, I've, I've tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to help me with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. Okay, what's, the, um, what's the issue? Well, over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Departments of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we mm -hmm. encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? I don't get it. That's such a high traffic area. I mean, you you know, I understand that deer are wild animals. And they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive. And you now, of course, to find food. But um, it seems to me that it's so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing. That's, it would be a safer place for them to, to cross. Wait. You know, put the deer crossing sign. You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population. The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate? You know, I mean, God, there are so many other places I can think of than put the deer crossing signs on, on busy highways or interstates. You seem to be under the misunderstanding that the deer are somehow attracted to the deer crossing sign. Well, well, yeah, the deer crossing sign is there to allow the deer to know that's where they need to cross. Right. And all these car accidents you had involved a deer after you saw a deer crossing sign. Exactly. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to watch out for the deer, but... I mean, I'm, you know, speed limit's 55, 65. How am I supposed to, you know, you can't break really quick if, you you know, if the deer just is crossing in that deer crossing area. So you'd like to see these signs move somewhere safer? <laughs> right. If we, yeah, if we can move them 
like, don't put deer crossing signs on the interstate or, or freeways. You know, put them in uh, lower traffic areas. You know, somewhere where the speed limit, you know, a lot slower. Uh-huh. You know, maybe small towns. I don't know. I think school crossings is a good idea. Well, listen, we will. Um, yeah, I mean, you say you've tried to contact quite a few people about this. Right. Yeah, I, I wrote like at least three or four letters and. We will spread the word, okay? We will try to kind of help you raise some awareness for this issue, okay? Oh, thank you. We need to move those deer crossing signs. We appreciate your comment this morning. All right, thanks. Bye. Yes, indeed it is, and and the... Whole fam damley's leaving me here now. They're they're going out shoe shopping. So I am all not only am I by myself here at the Northern Command Studio, I have the whole run of the joint. I could run around naked if I wanted to here. We were afraid you were gonna say that. Hey, you damn skippy there, buddy boy. Oh welcome back to the taxi stand hour, hour number two. <sighs> take a deep breath after after i'm still after that uh, last story that we ended the first hour with i'm still are you eating here in front of us good hold on let me get this out uh, this this is uh, the second the second hour of the taxi stand hour on radio tfi and the radio tfi streaming network from the northern command studio in egan minnesota i'm john shannon and they're stuffing his face Stuffing his face, and, and this would not. This I would not give a damn about this because, you know, let's face it. Before we ever discovered and perfected the whole video feed thing, you know, this was all done on radio. Who give a damn? We we could show up any way we wanted to do whatever we, we wanted to do. But one of the things they had said was. You know, if I'd come in here and I'd have a sandwich, you know, try to do the same thing. Oh, you would have thought that so, you you'd have thought that somebody was banging down the door with a warrant, for Christ's sake. Well, here's the difference, Sean. You couldn't hear me eating. We could hear you eating. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moving on. By the way, we, we didn't mention it during the first hour because we had so much. But I'd like to welcome everybody. To the very first episode of the Taxi Stand Hour to not happen during the Trump administration. That's right, kids and kittens. We have never done a show before today that was not either during the Trump administration in this incarnation of the show or even for the uh, seven or eight shows we did back on that light bulb station. Uh, what was the name of it? Bra- uh, uh, book, Bell Book and Candle? John doesn't remember. Of course I remember. Well, what was it? Hey, hey listen. Anyway, anyway, he was pre- he was president elect. So, this is the this is our first truly Trump-free broadcast. I tell you, it, it feels so much feels so much better. Unfortunately, he left such a pile of steaming dog doo-doo behind that unfortunately uh, and it isn't going to end here anytime soon. The only thing that I can I can honestly say is is that what you heard in that audio clip uh, just um, 
here in the first hour at the first hour uh, and that is she's not the only one there's a lot of people who were you know gung-ho about this whole thing and wait a minute it didn't change anything nope oh nothing happened didn't no. change anything nothing happened the, the, that social that that socialist is 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 in the uh, in the White House now. And I have to I have to laugh when I hear that because Joe Biden is about as much of a socialist as uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe 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 Mitt Romney might be more of a socialist. Wait, than, wait, than, wait, what? What about the plan? What about the plan? So, uh, before we get into anything else. Before we get into anything else, I want to quickly, while, while we're still twiddling with the uh, Trump thing here, and again, it's on the website, the video of it, but we have a little side-by-side compar -side comparison of the first day for the uh, press secretaries, the first day for Sean Spicer, and the first day for Jan Psaki. If you haven't watched the press secretary, uh, the new press secretary, you're going to be, oh boy, oh boy. It's, you forget, you forget what these things look like normally. I'm going to play this. If you're listening on the radio, by all means, go, go look at the video at radiotfi.com, but just listen to the tone. Some members of the media were engaged in deliberately false reporting. There will be times when we see things differently in this room. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. That's okay. Uh, that's part of our democracy. That's what you guys should be writing and covering. The importance of bringing truth and transparency back to the briefing room. I will see you on Monday. Let's do this again tomorrow. Thank you, Jen. What a difference. <laughs> What exactly? I, I mean, I mean, just what a shocking, shocking difference. I mean, let's face it. The bar was pretty low to uh, succeed. All you had to do was answer questions. Uh, now we'll get into all of that, uh, I guess, as we go on. And uh, let's see. We talked about our first post-Trump broadcast. By the way, if you're listening to us live on the Radio TFI app, enjoy it because this will be the last live show to come up, come over the app. We're, 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 we're changing transmitters, if you will, to use old analog radio parlance. Uh, we're getting a new server. We don't have a, an app set up yet. But, but once we make the switch, you will be able to listen to Radio TFI 24-7 from the website. You'll be able to listen on your devices and all that. You'll uh new stuff it'll be it'll look a little different it'll sound a little different and uh but john and i will still be here every week won't we john yeah well if you're lucky a simple yes would have sufficed my goodness gravy marie oh. uh I, I may be I may I may be moving the uh, northern command studio to the southwestern command studio of this damn uh if this oh my god look at him pop his head up all of a sudden who who popped up oh you oh when I said that don't you come down here I, I, I said are you in the southwest hmm you're right no I'm talking no. like I'm still in Florida. Well, there you go. And that's not Southwest. Mm -mm. So I heard so. Anyway, that, 
I just, I'm just put, I'm just putting that, I'm just putting that little caveat out there, if you will. I uh, just want to say we are at the minimum distance apart that we need to be. Another foot or two, and oh come on, you! How much? How would you don't realize how much you would enjoy actually doing a show side by side? I don't think so. Don't, don't don't sit there. Don't sit there and think. Yeah, right. Uh, no, you uh, come on, uh, John. We've been doing it this way for low low these past four plus years now. It's like you're saying to me, Ed. You're gonna we're gonna give you an extra leg, and you're gonna learn to walk with that. Well, sure. Eventually, I'd learn to accept it, but I'm kind of used to this. Oh yeah, yeah. You are you are a pill. That's for sure. <laughs> Speaking of pills. I could use one right about now. I took mine already, so we're good. So are you, if I, I see you're kind of stalling here, right? right Actually, now. I was looking for my script. You're kind of stalling. I, um, and, I stalling. and I understand. I'm not stalling. I, I understand. This was, this last weekend was kind of rough <sighs> for you. And I, I, I get it, so... Let's let let's let's let, let's just get it over with, Pookie. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, sore loser Shannon, and I choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, which is two weeks from now. The winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup, not responsible for shipping errors. Extra points can be earned by going for it with the two or three point conversion, if you have the nerve, which apparently young Mr. Shannon does. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's... <sighs> John and Ed versus the spread. Well, well, well. So, here we are, kids and kittens. It is conference conference championship day. We'll talk about the upcoming games and uh, oh look at that! What's the score? John's got me by two points. He pulled literally pulled one out of his buttocks last week. By uh, look at that! Look at that! He not one but two two point conversions, which he he squeaked by by a half point by a half point. On both, on both instances. On both games. Saturday was a very, very difficult day around here. Because uh, I lost both games. John pulled into a dead heat tie with me. I thought, well, okay. I've got... I've, I've, I've got Sunday. Thought for sure... Thought for sure that the Chiefs would be solid for 10 points. And John surprised me by not taking the Chiefs. Yeah, he, he you pretty much put it up there you, when you originally did this. Uh, uh, you, you just assumed I was picking the Chiefs. I actually backed off the Browns, which I now regret. I backed off the Browns. That would have put me... That would have been one point. Right. I said, here, John, take the Browns. I'll take your your chefs. 
I heard. Oh. So it's when you're looking when you're looking at the spread when you're looking at the spread in that game. I just Kansas City has not been doing a real good job. They've been winning, but they That's haven't right. done a real good job of covering the spread. They haven't been blowing people out like uh, they were last year. So that leaves us in this situation with three games left. I have a two-point deficit. Now, my only hope to win right now will be to sweep the next three games. If not, there's a lot of lot of lot of gymnastics that are gonna have to be done. Why don't we move on to this week's games, John? Sure, why not? Today we've got Tampa versus Green Bay in the early game. Followed by Buffalo visiting Kansas City. Uh, Green Bay is a three-and-a-half-point home favorite at the frozen uh, tundra of Lambeau Field. Meanwhile, Buffalo and the amazing Josh Allen come in to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. Uh, where they're a three-point underdog to the chefs. John, let's talk about your picks. Have to, I have to I have to take because this is more this is what might actually be a downfall for me because I have said uh, when when it was obvious that the Vikings weren't going to uh, weren't going to wind up making it into the playoffs I said it would be so cool to see a Super Bowl with the Packers and the Chiefs uh, I would just think that that would be just out of this world. So, um, I and and to tell you the truth, they're both favorites. I I, I don't see any reason why, uh, in either instance, that this won't be that this won't be the case. So, I, I went with the favorites in both uh, both games. Now, I, I'll be quite honest, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens. Uh, these are not exactly the picks I would have liked. But these are the picks I have to take because I need to make yeah, up ground. I have to make up ground on young Mr. Shannon. That being said, Tom ba Tom Brady and getting three and a half points, I've made worse picks than that. I've yeah. made a lot worse picks than that. Okay? And, uh, you know, look, I know they're going to be in Green Bay and whatnot, but Brady's won in all sorts of situations. Uh, sure. And this is no knock on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think it's going to be a hellacious game, to be quite honest with you. Um, I tell you, I think both of them are going to be great games. Today, yeah, to yeah. Truth. I'm looking forward to some football today. Um, so I, I, I'm not – and the same thing goes with the Bills-Chiefs game. Now, Josh Allen is coming in. He's got – you know, this this kid is really, really good. He's really good, and he's got a lot of, lot of potential, a lot of stars around him. Look, that's why they're in the conference championship game, all four of these teams. There's no slouches here. And and quite frankly, I mean, let's talk for a second about poor Mahomes last week. You talk oh, about getting your yeah. talk about getting your bell rung. I I kind of giggled for a second when he was getting up and I was like, "Oh my god, this kid, he has no clue where he is." I mean, I've seen drunks in better shape than that. 
I was going to say, I've spent many, many a times of that same look there after picking me up off the ground uh, for different reasons. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was really, that was a scary moment. It really was. That's now, I understand he's cleared the concussion protocols. I assume he's going to start today. I haven't heard anything different. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's cleared to start, so we'll... Yeah, I, look, look, I watched Chad Henney for a couple of years with the Dolphins. Chad Henney was, that was when we had two Chads. We had Chad Henney and Chad Pennington. Henney was supposed to be the starter, and then we picked up Chad Pennington from the uh, from the JETS Jets, Jets, Jets. What a great year that was. 2008 was the last time the, the Finns made the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Henney, Henney looked good last week. He looked good, but... Really did. He really did. Uh, he he's look. He's a very serviceable quarterback. He's going to get you where you need to go. Uh, but he definitely needs that cast of supporting players around him. So here we are. So now I'm I've got Buffalo getting three points in Kansas City, and I agree with you, John. Kansas City and and I've got the season long records to back it up. Kansas City against the spread this year is like five and eleven. Yeah, they don't do well against the spread. They win. They just don't cover. They're a lousy bet. They're a lousy bet. So, and I thought about it. Do I pull the trigger and go for two on one of these games? And I thought long and hard. Long and hard. Who do I see that could that could really blow this thing out? And you know, you know what occurred to me? All four of these term, teams could blow it out. Now, I have to win at least one game here today. Minimum. One game. I can't go four points behind. If I go four points behind, that's it. It's over. But the situation does exist where... If I lose today... Or if I, if I win at least one game... I'm going to have to at least go for two in the Super Bowl. Possibly three. So, I mean, I, I've only gone for three once this season. I, I John hasn't. So, we may see that again. <laughs> Rear its ugly head. You actually, you actually hit that one when you went for three, didn't no, you? No, no, I missed that by a mile. I missed oh, it. Okay. So, this, this okay. is like the 64-yard field goal. It's unlikely to happen, but you got to give it a try anyway. You know. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be fourth and long for, for all Uncle Ed on my own two. With two seconds needless on the clock. Say, needless to say, we'll be sitting with our eyes glued to the uh, our televisions, watching the game, probably uh, exchanging texts at different points uh, about this. And, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter because I've already realized that it, I don't care if I how much I win by. Still not going to see the damn cup again. You need to speak to the post office about that. I, I've got. I, we, we've got the new one, the, the 2020 version, is sitting right here. Oh, by the way, this year's t- the 2020 Cup comes with its own brand of COVID, its own special mutation. So, well, that's nice to know. You want to change I, your I, picks? I know. <laughs> All right, kids and kittens, let's. I'm going to give it anyways. <laughs> let's. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, it's Tampa versus Green Bay. I've got Tampa. John's got Green Bay. 
John's given up three and a half points in that game. Buffalo, Kansas City. John's got his chefs giving up three while I'm taking the visiting Buffalo Bills. And you have no idea how much it pains me to take the Bills. But well, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up for uh, John and Ed versus the spread for two weeks. We won't be back with this segment for two. Well, next week we'll be back and recap. What am I saying? So, uh, John, uh, well, before we go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're going to, if you plan on using our picks to go out there and wager real money, John, what is it we always say about that? Well, I know what you say, but, um, you know, hey, I'm kind of on a roll here, folks. So if you're in Minnesota, hey, take a drive down to Iowa. (sighs) Oh. Speak for yourself there, sir. Speak for yourself there, Skippy. It's, uh... (laughs) uh, I can always count on you. I can always count on you, John. Uh, All right, so where are we now? Speak to me, boy. Well, I know where I am. Do you know where you are? I'm uh, I, I'm doing some technical stuff here. I'm trying to. It's, it, it's 1024. Do you know where your children are? Uh, I know that it's 1124. Well, that's that's just in your neck of the woods. Yes. Speaking of neck and... of the woods, uh, I was watching the inauguration. And did you see uh, Roker? Al Roker? No. He did that with Biden. Uh at the very least, I know it was uh, the first inauguration in 2009. Uh, got him to run over to him, you know, and say hello, blah, blah, blah. Uh, got, got, got Biden to come to him again on this inauguration. Uh, Biden ran on over there and, uh, you know, so we got to keep doing this. So it, it was just amusing to uh, to see. Uh, let's Let's, I've got a couple of, excuse me folks I didn't have time to get to my cough button just to touch on the inauguration and all that it was fantastic Uh, it it was let's let's all talk about the weight the amazing weight that was lifted off all of our shoulders Uh, excuse me oh absolutely (coughs) are you okay in there I'm not going to lose you, am I? Hello? Oh, okay. I was I was on a different screen there. I didn't realize that you had like completely dismissed yourself from the yeah. from the picture. My yeah. bad. Sorry, I just But uh where was I? Yeah, it, it just felt like a whole It's like it really is like the adults are back. I really feel like I can... Now, if you only know me from this show, this statement's going to sound a little weird. I can go back to ignoring politics again. Yeah, well, absolutely. I actually listened... Yesterday was the first day I've got uh, Cirrus uh, satellite radio. Yesterday was the first day that I did not have that tuned in. I was I was flipping between CNN... And, of course, WCCO here locally. Right. Yesterday was the first day that I actually flipped my flipped my satellite radio back on my my favorite uh, 70s uh, station. And don't give me any sh- grief about uh, 
why weren't I listening to Radio TFI instead? No, hey, no, no, no. You do, you do, you man. You do, you. Radio no, TFI is a work is very much a work in progress. Now, there's actually two of them at the moment, but uh, ooh, I enjoy it. I, 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 I not to totally on a tangent. I do enjoy listening to Radio TFI every once in a while, but I am very snobbish when it comes to my music. You're gonna love what it, we got planned. You're gonna love it. It's it's either seventies or go home, and mm. for as far as I'm concerned, we we got it all worked out. Yeah, but I feel like once the impeachment trial is over, uh, which I most certainly will be paying attention to because we cannot let this happen again. Uh, there has to be consequences for what has transpired. There must be consequences. But don't you think? Don't you think that Trump is going to face an, enough as it is between? It looks like Georgia's trying to uh, uh, come up with a uh, make a case for arresting him and trying him for what he pulled the stunt he pulled there. Of yeah, course, sure. you've got what's going on. Why do Why do you think he didn't move back to New York? Oh, I know why. But let's but let's also look at it from this perspective, John. Uh. The next, the next nutball that comes along, heaven forbid we never have to deal with this kind of thing again, but he's going to be able to look and say, oh, oh, Trump had problems, but I don't have those problems. I'm not being investigated by the Southern District of New York. I'm not being investigated by Georgia, but I know the federal government's not going to do anything to me so I can run amok and do all these federal crimes and they're not going to take any action. We have to... you. you just because he's going to have to pay a price in other jurisdictions does not... We have to set the bar. We have to say, oh, no, no, no. You come into the White House, you know, you're duly elected by the people and all that, but you don't have absolute power. Remember, this was a theme for four years. I'm the president. I can do whatever I want. That that mentality has to go away. Will we ever get another nutball like Trump? God, I hope not. Not in my lifetime. I think they're lining up. Well. A.K.A. Lindell. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But the, the thing is, is most people who know a whole lot more about this than, than you and I do are saying that, yeah, that's a good, it, it, it looks like it's going to go to the, it's going to go to the Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, February, matter of fact, uh, they're going to start on the 8th, I found out, the 8th or 9th? The 8th. So they're going to start then. Monday's the 8th. Yeah, the, the article goes to the Senate tomorrow, and they're going to start the trial in two weeks. But the cha- the chances are that most of these senators, Republican senators, have made up their mind. Fine. So it's it's almost like, well, sh- what's the point, you know? Well, here's the point, John. So now you've got, look, remember, a lot of these guys do a lot of talking, okay? Lots of talking. Oh, oh, rigged election, rigged election. Can you prove it? Oh, it was rigged. Everybody knows it was rigged. Can you prove it? You can go out and spew anything you want to the public. You don't have to prove anything. So now we're going to get down to a vote. And the likes of Little Marco and Nutball Cruz and all of them are going to have to go on record 
of saying, I supported what the president did that day. Because let's face it, not only there are 100 jurors, there are 100 witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so- the thing is, is, is if, if they are actually going to hold the, the Republicans, you remember there's, there's 50, you know, there's 50 Republicans there. I understand that. And they have to, you know, they have to be willing to hold Trump accountable. Now, I did see something that caught my caught my interest, and I don't know if this is something that's po- uh, possible, but this was brought forward by uh, rawstory.com. Uh, it reads, concern about the safety of U.S. senators will mark one major difference between Donald Trump's two impeachment trials. The Trump-supporting insurrectionists who stormed the U.S. Capitol have shown how far they will go in support of Trump, with some of the rioters seeking to hang Trump's own vice president for not going along with their conspiracy to overthrow the election. This has raised concerns that senators might not uphold their duty to the Constitution during the vote and instead vote out of fear that they may be endangered if they don't vote to acquit. Yeah, quit. February vote in the Senate on whether to convict Trump should be a secret ballot in order to, one, protect the safety of senators and, two, allow them to vote their conscience. Former former Labor Secretary Robert Reich urged on Twitter. Now, I don't know. Is that something they can do? Uh, First off, I tend to agree with Robert Reich. I'm a I'm a fan of his. Mm-hmm. I I think he's wrong this time. Okay. Um, you need to be accountable. You took on this position ostensibly mm-hmm. to serve the public. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are. Uh, let's face it. A good chunk of these Republicans have been running scared of Trump from day one. God only knows why, but and and politically scared. Politically well, you know what? Then perhaps this is not the game for you. Uh there's there's a tweet. I I I, I did almost nothing this week. Hold that thought. Hold that hold that thought just for a second if you don't mind. There's a difference between politically scared to see what it would uh, how it would affect your political career. And the very thought, and it's a very legitimate thought, of what might happen to the individual or their family. And these people have already proved that they're not above going after. So, in other words, when Josh Hawley was out there, yeah, 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 and Ted Cruz is is, is egging them on and, and, and all this. But that was fine. That was fine then. Now, now that they have to face the very music that they put people, they put police and and other senators and representatives and all the staff put them in danger. But that was just fine. And they got up in public and said, "Look at me," because they knew their words were what it was a show. Because they knew nothing was going to change. Well, I'm going to stand up and say, "I'm a I'm challenging this," even though I know nothing can come of it. That's you know, screw you. Not you, John. I mean them. Screw them. You take your vote in public, and you take it like a man. This way your constituents can see one of two things. Either you're still huddling with Trump, 
or you've got the nerve to stand up to him finally. Either way, do it in public. You're afraid of getting hurt? Then resign. Resign and you don't have to vote. Uh, how do you really feel? <sighs> like I was starting to say, I did one tweet this week. To cut you out on that. It's okay. Chelsea Handler tweeted this. If you had to name the most pathetic man in the U.S., who would it be and why would it be Ted Cruz? I, I, do it in public or resign. Public, public voting or resign. We're not changing the rules for you because now you're afraid. Because now you've known for four years what you've been doing has been wrong. You knew back in February you had the opportunity to get this nutball out of there. And instead, you you all, no witnesses, no evidence, no nothing. Oh, well, I didn't see any evidence saying it was, of course not. You wouldn't allow the evidence. You wouldn't allow witnesses. No, 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 no. No, that, that train has come and gone. And again, if you don't want to vote in public like you're supposed to, see ya! Leave the what, piece what? of paper. Leave, uh, leave the piece of paper on on the uh, uh, on the teacher's desk on the way out the door, and get the hell out. We don't need you. If you okay, can't, maybe a Republican senator that you somewhat respect, aka I'll put one on the table, Mitt Romney. What about him? Mitt Romney's already getting into threats. What's it, where, where does it bother him? Where does it change so for him? I'm just using him as an example here. All righty. I don't know. Wouldn't you kind? Of, wouldn't you feel like absolute dog doo doo if if when it came right down to it, think about if it was John McCain. John McCain, if he was still if he was still alive, he bet your ass he'd he'd vote for for the impeachment, and he'd vote in public too. He would. How would you feel about though when he stepped out into public, especially Arizona, where you know there are quite a few nut jobs down there? How would you feel if some you know we've already had this attempt of political assassinations in then, Arizona? Look what happened. To then resign. Then they need to resign. My God, they got rid of Al Franken over literally nothing—a picture. They were all righteous and indignant on that one. Oh, oh. You know what? If you can't take the heat, see ya. Move on. I, I'm i not advocating anybody get hurt for their vote. But again, these are, these are their people. These are their people. You've been egging them on for four years. Okay? Your Lindsey Grahams and your Mitch McConnells and the rest of you dimwits out there. You've been egging these people on. And now, oh, I'm afraid of the monster that you created. This is the monster of their own creation. Now you need to go and deal with what? What's that? They deserve to die because of that? I'm not saying anybody deserved that. Then resign. There's an option. And what are they replaced by? You think they're going to be replaced by somebody mod uh, somebody that's moderate or has I, some common sense? Who the hell knows? Yeah. 
the odds are they, they get you're, replaced, you're, they're going to be replaced by somebody that's going to be more <laughs> more of a lunatic than the Trump supporters. You are concerned about the lives of these people, and that's fine. That's wonderful. You're a wonderful human being, and this is why I like to be right in the that's same right. uh, country with you. That's about as close as I need to get right now. But uh, you, you, again, I, I can't say it enough times. If you are afraid to do your job, then leave the job. So you can walk out of that building and say, hey, look, I didn't uh, I didn't vote against you. I didn't vote for you, but I didn't vote against you. Okay? You can't have it both ways anymore. You cannot have it both ways. I think we're I, I think we're in a different reality here. Ed. I don't I, think I, so, John. I, I, I think you're just being a much nicer person and you're not seeing this all the way through. You're not thinking about this. You're thinking it as an individual person. And you're thinking of this in a vacuum. Okay? This didn't happen in a vacuum. This situation did not occur in a vacuum. Remember, the very people that have to vote are a lot of the people that created this monster. Okay? Don't be upset when you mistreat the German Shepherd or the Doberman. And then he comes back to attack you. Because that's all he knows. You've been beating him for four years. You've been encouraging him for four years. And now you've lost control of it. It's funny. They don't, they, you know, look, we could go on and on and on here about the GOP and their hypocrisy, especially the ones in the Senate right now. You know, look, even even after the riot at the Capitol, 140-something nitwits still stood up to, uh, to oppose the Electoral College that night. You had just gone through, I don't wish that on anybody, no matter your political affiliation. But then to just stand up, knowing it's going to serve no purpose, none whatsoever. Resign at that point. Just resign. Well, we know that's not going to happen. Then, Well, then it's not going to happen, John. I don't know the, and I don't know the, if it's ever been done before as far as a secret ballot goes. And, and I am totally against probably, it. That's probably not going to happen either. All, all I'm saying is it's bad enough that, uh, well, you know what? You actually you actually made me shift my, my thought here in, in midstream, believe it or not. I'm proud of you. You actually made me think of, about something here. Good. There are going to be, there are going to be 50 Democrats who are going to uh that's right who are going to say we're going to stand up and say i don't care about the, the repercussions uh, re- thank you you're welcome i don't I, I i don't care about that it is what trump did was was wrong mm-hmm. it was unpresidential come on keep coming should be, should be convicted for it there so you go. yeah okay okay i i do get your train of thought all right i i i just i don't want to see anybody i don't want to see anybody die of this and you and i were watching the same damn thing all right john had the nobody able had had these lunatics been able to get at the senate uh, chambers there would have been people that would have died they would have carried they would have carried Mike Pence out of there. They'd have carried Nancy Pelosi right. out of there. Now, now, what these people need to do 
these the Josh Howleys and this representative, this Madison Nitwick kid, the kid in the wheelchair. By the way, who, who also needs to be expelled because he's been lying through his teeth. Uh, uh, that's a whole other story I was going to go into today, but we don't have, we're not going to have time for it. Go out and get yourself some real security with all of your your people, okay? If these are your people, then let them be your security, okay? Oh, Look, they're all flat-out BS liars, and I, quite frankly, I don't believe most of them are getting death threats. They're going to get... Look, Howley went on and on and on, and we had it up on the website last week about how people went to his house and they were screaming, yelling, blah, 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 you know, scaring his wife and little baby and all that. And then you watch the video of what happened. Some people showed up, stayed on the public sidewalk. It was very peaceful. The police came out. They had a little conversation. They lowered the volume a little bit. Nobody was banging on doors or anything like that. They're all effing liars, all right? You have to think about... What got them to this point? They didn't just wake up yesterday and say, hmm, somebody's going to hurt me because I'm going to vote a particular way. They have been leading up to this. Leading up to this. Ted Cruz is the slimiest son of a bitch on the face of this earth. Get an argument for me there. You, you, how, how, how the people in Texas voted for him is just, forget where he stands on guns or religion or any of that Trump insulted him and his family and what what was Cruz's response I'll lick your other ball say that one more time and I'll I'll kiss your ass on the other side he's a he's a petulant coward Twitter wait we can't say that on Twitter I forgot don't get me started Oh, by the way, speaking real quick of Twitter, uh, you and I personally <sighs> won't be eligible, but apparently Twitter now is is uh, is starting to open up the application process for being verified. Why won't we be eligible? You and I won't be because you and I both have done time in Twitter jail in the last six what? months. But the taxi stand hour hasn't. The taxi stand hour has not. Nor has Radio TFI. Nor has Radio TFI. That's right. So, so uh, I oh, think is it is it the past six months? Six past six months. Yes. I'll just wait six months. They're not starting it for another couple of months anyway. No, they said they're going to. They're supposedly supposed to start it here uh, on the twenty second. Is when they were supposed to start well, it. Okay, that's. Uh, I'm going to look at when we're done here today. I'm going to uh, while I'm doing some other things. I'm going to kind of look into it and see if I can't get the. <sighs> ball rolling i'm tired john well yeah you, you you have a tendency to to when you get into a passionate argument you have this tendency like you just spend it you uh, me i get into a passionate argument or or a discussion or whatnot i'm ready to rock and roll i'm ready for hour three when we do that man i mean man yeah <sighs> So here's here's something that'll that'll make you uh, make you smile. Really? Yeah. I'd hey, put, I'll put money on that. My my buddy, my uh, my buddy, uh, Mike Lindell. 
<laughs> the my pillow guy. My pillow guy. My the my pillow guy. Oh, what did I what did I do with this story? Oh, before oh, we go. before we forget, do the my pillow guy. Then we got to talk about Larry King. Oh, that's right. That's right. I got to see what your problem is with Larry King. Uh anyways, my pillow CEO threatens to sue the Daily Mail after it uh, reported that he had a passionate uh, romance with Jane Krakowski. I saw that. I just can't. Mm. And the Daily Mail, the, the Daily Mail, got it all wrong. Shocking. They got it all wrong. Mike Lindell has had, and probably the way he's acting, still does have a passionate relationship with crack. Maybe he calls yeah. it Krakowski. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Look at you making a joke there. Look at you. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know who Jane Krakowski was. I guess she's the uh, 30 Rock. 30 girl. Rock. She's she's the, uh, matter of fact, have you seen the movie Vacation years ago? Yes. Uh, there's a scene with the, the two young girls. They get to Cousin Eddie's place and they're on the seesaw. Daddy says, I'm the best kisser in the county. That's Shane Krakowski. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she was oh. all 13, whatever, at the time. Mm. Mm -hmm. So she's so she's grown up, and uh, now she's uh, supposedly stupin' uh, Mike, uh, Mike Lindell. Who's got to be the biggest, I can't think of, crackhead. You know, once a crackhead, always a crackhead, I guess. Now he mm. might not be he might not be hitting the pipe these days, but it's still the still the mentality, man. Yeah. I I'm sorry. And this this guy, if by by all reports, is talking about running for governor of Minnesota. Oh, please. Oh please. All right. Get some votes. Of course he'll get some votes. Everybody gets votes. Yeah, he, he will get some votes, unfortunately. And I, I, I still give Minnesotans a little bit more credit than to put a crack pipe or a crack pot. Well, some other another crack reference there. There you go. Hey. All right. I, I don't want to, I don't want this to get lost this week. So I, I'm okay. going to stop you right there. So as we all know, Larry King passed away. Lawrence, Kansas. Go ahead. Uh, now, Larry King did time, so to speak, down in Miami. He was uh, That's where he got his really, really big break on Miami radio. Uh, Neil Rogers, who I've referenced many, many times, a, a good number of the comedy bits I play come from Neil's old show. Neil's left us about 10 years ago. It's neilrogers.org. Go there, listen to some of the old shows. It's fantastic. Well... Neil had literally thousands of drops, thousands of little pieces of audio that he would drop in places. He would catch people, you know, people say something on the phone. And, and Larry King was one of his favorite targets. Larry King went to jail in Miami for passing bad checks. That's, that's public knowledge. That's, there's, there's mugshots of him and whatnot. Now we happen to play one of these little one of these little pieces every week at the start of the second hour. John doesn't hear it because he's never there. But this is what you hear 
during the open on the second hour here on the radio, on the uh, taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. Now, that's something he had said about the Neil Rogers show. He also said this. That is great radio. That's actually Larry King. And Neil would drop these in wherever appropriate. Now, going back to the uh, <laughs> the, the bad check writing thing. I don't know where he got this this from, but this was a favorite. It was played all the time. Loan me fifty dollars. Loan me fifty dollars. Any Neely, any Neil Rogers fan, you walk up to them and say, "Loan me fifty dollars." They know exactly what you're talking about. Uh he did this one specific. This was for Neil. This next one. Hi, this is Larry King, and they don't come any better than Neil Rogers. But one of the funniest things ever, ever was somebody called Larry King when he was on the air at when he was on on the radio I guess uh, when he used to have his radio show his overnight and this is such a funny routine and just listen to it and let it sink in I just noticed something that in one of your interviews with John Candy I believe it looked like an older interview you had less hair than you have today how do you explain that I uh, don't wear a wig sir paint your bald spot what bald spot you paint your bald spot? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My hair grows. You paint your bald spot? I don't have a bald spot. How come you had less hair on the tape? Maybe my hair grew. Maybe I had a bad haircut that day. You paint- By the way, something. What do you care? Paint your bald spot? I don't. Do you paint your bald spot? Paint your bald spot? you sick. <laughs> and again, over time, you hear it enough times. My buddy Harry used to say that to me paint your bald spot you know again larry king had a very interesting life eight wives he had more wives than i have underwear uh he uh he honestly looked like he should have been dead easily 15 years ago i mean he's he's resting in peace now him you know hopefully hank aaron and him are locked arm in arm on their way to uh to the big uh uh, dodger stadium in the sky uh what am i saying Uh, Anyway, that was my little tribute via Neil the Neil Rogers show to Larry King, and I, okay. I just I just wanted to share all that with everybody because there there are things that make me smile and make me happy. And again, the uh, uh, this one the worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. You you hear that every week at the opening of hour two on this this fine broadcast. So, uh, all right, all right. I, I, I do have to give you my feelings on, on Larry King's passing. Now, you can look at his personal life and you can say it's, uh, it's, it's comical as far as the fact that he's been uh, married and divorced a multitude of times. But all I can say to that is let he who, uh, without sin, uh, cast the first stone. Hey, I got a rock right here. Uh, I, I got, I got to tell you something. Now I remember, and I'm sure you did too, when he did the overnight on sure. the mutual I, podcast network. I called him one night. Oh, did you? I did. Did you get talk to him? Or? I did. Good. Uh, I when I would listen to that, I probably had no business being awake. But you know, if you had the childhood I did, it was easy to understand why I was awake many nights uh, uh, during that part of my life. But 
I've listened to Larry King quite a bit. And actually, Larry King is the one person who got me interested in uh, that show, got me interested in doing uh, doing radio. Oh, so now we know who to blame. Well, there you go. There, therein lies the pride. Exactly. I, I'm so thankful for internet radio and thankful for radio TFI that I can actually in my latter stages of life can actually live out this dream. I don't necessarily care if we've, uh, uh, if we've got less listeners than I have little nubby spots on the top of my head. Uh, You know, the fact is, is that I get to give an opinion. I'd love to have more people calling into the show that would, I am in in an ideal world. That is my type of talk radio, is having a conversation, and have and asking questions. Look at how many times when you and I, over the four years we've been doing this, how many times do I do nothing but pose questions to you? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? Partially, What's your- I've always viewed it as a cop out. No, I think I think I'm it's teasing. great. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. No, I mean, yeah, it's nice to have an opinion. God knows you and I both have shared our... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Opinion. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, the But the fact of the matter is I like to have those kind of conversations. I like it when we have Christine Hubbard on the show. Mm-hmm. I like it when we have Soul Cab on the show. And we've had other people where we can actually ask them questions. How is this affecting you? And it is it is exactly the same style that I believe that Larry King employed, uh, especially when he in his radio days. Um, I didn't watch Larry King live all that often. I couldn't. I could probably count on one John, hand. John, just, just and this goes right to what you're saying, but I got to cut you off. Uh, Larry King was uh, had said on more than one occasion he never read, uh, as far as his guests were concerned, <coughs> he never read their books or the films or anything like that. He wanted to be able to find out, ask the questions. He was he he put himself in our shoes. What does the everyday guy want to know about person X here? So, yeah. I, I mean, all kidding aside, you know, he was a very good interviewer. Uh, his per- leave his personal life out of it. You know, look, I enjoyed listening to Larry King. There were well, when I worked nights, and uh, he, you know, he would be on till one o'clock in the morning, live. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm terribly sorry. And, and you know, I got a kick out of listening to him. You know, on the mutual broadcasting network, and uh, Jim Bohannon would fill in for him. Jim Bohannon took over the show, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'll be missed. There's no question about it. Well, speaking about missed, now you'll have the opportunity to miss us here for another week, unless I get Boy, a, look at you. Like you. I get a wild hair up my ass and decide to do uh, a taxi stand moment somewhere along the uh, course. Look at of- you on your game today. Oh, you know what can I say? Somebody had their ladies. That's it for the uh, Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. Thank you for joining us. For Mr. Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. And I got the money. See ya! Yes, if you keep on talking, 
right there.